So tonight's going to be kind of opposite from last week. I hope everybody had fun last week. I know I had a blast. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to do. I really wanted you to just have an idea of what it can be like, that we don't have to be all solemn. There are times to be solemn. You know, there's times to be serious. But God is a fun God, and that's what I wanted to get across last week. Um, we're still going to have fun today, but I'm going to give you some scripture, okay? Because we need to, you need to not believe me, believe anybody if you don't find it for yourself. So I always encourage you, we're going to kind of blast through these because I have quite a bit. And anyone who didn't get notebooks, we have notebooks in the back. If anybody wants a notebook... They're on all those back pews, too, if anybody needs one. So while they're passing those out, I just want to say I've heard stories throughout the week. I've had people call me, people who maybe didn't feel comfortable coming up here and sharing a word they had for someone else or vice versa, someone who got a word. And it's just, it's such a good report, you guys. It's exactly what I was looking for. I just want everyone to realize that we can all prophesy. It's not just for me. It's not just for a certain group of people. And we're going to talk all about that tonight. But I was, it just made my heart happy. Every story I heard, it just made my heart happy that people really got something from that last week. But tonight, I, I do want to define prophecy, I mean, as much as you can define it, and give you some biblical framework. And then after that, we're going to have some more fun. I know we have skeptics. I expect there to be skeptics about using the picture and giving someone a word. I get it. I mean, I've seen lots of stuff happen in the church with people that aren't really prophetic, and I get that. And so I don't expect you just to trust me or trust what's going on. I want you to see it for yourself. But tonight we're going to step it up a little bit, and when we're finished with the word, we're going to demonstrate some blind prophecy. And what I mean by blind prophecy, if you don't go to church here, their backs are going to be to you away from their backs are going to be to you they're going to be looking away all they're going to know is if it's a man a woman a boy or a girl and they're going to give you a prophetic word this really helps with skepticism i think um we've done it this way in the church for 12 years now and i just want to tell you all there's probably no way every single person's going to get a word in here during the wednesday nights but we're open every tuesday 6.30 to 8, we have healing in prophetic rooms and worship in here. So nobody should, if you want a word from the Lord, come to the rooms. It's real easy. You sign up. It's blind prophecy. They don't know who you are until it's over. And so it's really just a fun, it's a fun thing. I've been doing it for 12 years here, and it's just a blast every time we do it. I think I get more out of it than the people do. Um, so what is Prophecy. There's a lot of definitions. Here's two I just like. 
Um, prophecy is speaking under the direct supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit. It's becoming God's mouthpiece to verbalize his words as the Spirit directs. Prophecy is the very voice of Christ speaking to his church. It's pretty heavy. We get to do that. That amazes me all the time that he takes someone like me and he'll use me to speak his own words. And he'll do that with you too. Every single person in here can, can experience that. Another one, Derek Prince from a long time ago, I like this. He defines prophecy as the supernaturally imparted ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and speak God's mind or counsel. I think that's pretty good. Um, he also says, with the three main purposes, to edify, exhort, and comfort. And y'all are going to hear that over and over again. Those are the three things we want with prophecy. Um, I think he left out one thing, and it's probably because he wasn't a seer. You don't just hear the voice of the Lord. You can see. He can show you through sight. And we're going to talk about that tonight. So our first scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It says, pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual. Now we add gifts, that's in the translation, but as Pastor Darrell has told us, we're to desire spiritual things, and especially that you may prophesy. And it always kind of, it confounds me that that's the one thing people run away from the most <laughs> is prophecy, and it's the one thing that God says we should earnestly desire. And I think it's just because people are afraid. They don't understand it. Um, so halfway through there it says, But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation, and consolation. Those are the three things we're looking for in prophecy today. So I want to define those words for you. So that first definition, edification, to instruct or benefit, especially morally, spiritually to uplift then exhortation to urge advise or caution admonish then consolation to console or comfort now did y'all hear judgment one time in there it doesn't say that when prophecy first kind of got going in the church again people tried to look at the old testament and go from that model. In the Old Testament, the prophets were the judges, and there was judgment, and there's some crazy stuff that happened. But when Jesus came, he gave us a new model. We don't do that anymore. So if someone comes to you and they give you a judgment word, you do not have to receive that. And you shouldn't give other people judgment words either, because that's coming from yourself. Um, God doesn't do it that way. So when we prophesy, we're speaking God's words to people. It reveals his love, his plans and destiny. It can warn someone of potential problems or danger. If you had something coming up, wouldn't that be nice if someone gave you a heads up? It'd be great. It can bring hope, comfort. So prophecy, basically, it's the tangible expression of God's love to people. That's what prophecy is. It's all about love. So if that's true, when we prophesy, 
It has to come from a place of love. I can't tell you, I've gotten to do a lot of outside events, and we'll talk about this another night, where I'm out in the community doing stuff, and I can't tell you the times I've seen people come and be so hateful and mean in the name of Jesus. And I can tell you that hasn't won any of those people to him. They, they just block them out. Their walls go up and they're closed off, and they think all of us are that way. And so that's not God's way. He came with love. So there are two major ways people receive prophetic revelation. Some people hear words. They actually hear the words and they repeat them. Some people see words and repeat them. Kevin Prosh, he used to be our worship leader. I, I would notice he was looking above people's heads when he would prophesy. And he said it was like a ticker tape running across and he just read the words. And I thought that's kind of cheating. <laughs> Seems a little easy, but it's cool. It's really cool. That's not me. That's not how I do it. But um, I want to give you three examples in the Bible. We're not going to read these scriptures, but you can just write them down. I want you to be able to see this stuff for yourself. So in Second Chronicles 29.30, we have Asaph, the seer. A seer is someone who sees. He's not hearing. He's seeing. And then in 2 Samuel 7, 2 through 5, we have Nathan, the prophet. And then in 2 Samuel 24, 11, we have Gad, and he's called a prophet and a seer. So just because someone's a prophet doesn't mean they see. Okay, that's a separate thing. So you can be someone who hears and repeats, or you can be someone who sees and repeats what you see. So whether audible or visual, all prophecy comes from God. And the Holy Spirit is the only true source of revelation. Super important. You know, you might think, well, what about psychics and mediums? Like, they get it right sometimes. They do because they have some limited second heaven revelation. But they're getting it from the wrong source. It's not coming from God. There's just two places you get revelation from. It's either God or it's the devil. So people who dabble in that stuff, you're opening yourself up for a lot of trouble. <laughs> but there's hope. Anybody who's been involved in that, and the thing I've noticed is a lot of people who have spiritual gifting, there's no, never been an outlet for them in the church. A lot of those people end up dabbling in witchcraft, dabbling with the occult a little bit, dabbling with Ouija boards and that sort of thing. And it's because there's something inside of you, God made you to receive spiritual information. And so because there's no outlet, people tend to go where there's an availability. The thing is, it's so easy. All you have to do is pray and repent and ask Jesus to cover that with his blood and he's going to forgive you. And you can go right on from there. Now, people that have really gone deep in that, you might need some one-on-one -on -one with somebody. You might need to have some things you need to work out. But most people, you know, God's not going to hold that against you. I know Patricia King, I don't know if y'all know who that is. She said, I'd rather talk to a witch any day than a traditional Christian because they're wide open. And all you have to do is show them who has more power. And they're all about it. She, she gets them saved all the time. 
So I'm way off my notes. <laughs> Let's see. So Second Peter 1.21, I think that's on there. Yeah. For no prophecy was made was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Okay? We don't make this stuff up. There may be people out there who don't have integrity that make stuff up for their own gain. That's not prophecy. And then we'll go to Ephesians 1.17. This is Paul praying, and I really love this prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. And this is the best line. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened or opened. That gives me chill bumps. So if he's telling us to pray that or he's praying that over us, it must be possible. Now, some people, the minute you heard the word enlightened, maybe you wanted to shut down a little bit and think, ooh, that sounds new age. The new age is just stealing terms from the Bible. The devil can't create anything. All he can do is counterfeit it. So you don't have to be scared of those words. You know, those people that think they're being enlightened, they're, they're being darkened. They're not being enlightened. So when you hear those terms, if you feel that inside of you, just if it's in the Bible, it's okay. You know? Um... So, every born-again believer has two sets of eyes. We have two. We have our physical eyes, and we see the world around us, just like you're seeing me and I'm seeing you. But Paul says, he's talking about a second set of eyes. And, the eye, and that's the eyes of our heart or our inner self. And they can be enlightened to perceive spiritual truth. I mean, it said it right there in the scripture. So his prayer makes it clear that if you pray over the eyes of your heart, God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. We're going to pray that at the end, you guys. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to, but I mean, that's exciting to me. He's giving us permission. We have permission. Like God wants us to search after this stuff. So tonight, um, I am not talking about the office of the prophet. People get confused, and they think only prophets can prophesy. The office of the prophet is a totally different deal, and that is exclusive. There are certain people that that's what God has chosen for them. We're talking about everyday Christians. All of us are invited to seek out prophecy. Okay, that's what we're talking about. So many people automatically assume, I used to, that if someone says, God told me something, that they heard it like out here, like you're hearing me right now. And that does happen sometimes. It does. Um, most of the time, that's not how it happens. Most of the time, you hear and hear. You hear that still, small voice. It's like a knowing. So it's not very seldom. Most people I've talked to don't hear audibly very often. I mean, there are a few people, but there's this knowing on the inside of you. And the thing about it, I really think God likes us to have to pursue him. And that still small voice in here, you have to really pay attention to. Like, it doesn't just jump out at you. And so it takes discipline 
and it takes practice to listen to that voice. I know once I started going down this road, I realized God had spoken to me my whole life, and I really didn't realize he was speaking to me um, because I didn't know how to listen. No one had ever talked to me about that. And then also when someone says, um, God showed me, you're automatically thinking just like you're seeing me, you see it like that. And again, that can happen and it does happen, but most of the time that's not the way it happens. So let me give you a little, just a little um, example. I'm gonna say the word elephant. Y'all think about an elephant for a second. Now, how many of y'all inside your mind somewhere you saw an elephant? Probably most of you. Or if I say your, your home, you instantly see your home. That is the same place that you see things in the spirit. It's in that same area. And so what you have to do is you have to learn to pay attention, ask the Lord questions and practice. And in the beginning, I would say, I would be like so nervous and think, well, I think that's you. Is it you? I'm not sure it's you. And he's just so good. He's a good daddy. And he's going to show you. He's going to, he would send things my way to confirm something. I think, I know that's what I saw, but was it really? It's weird. I haven't heard anybody else say that. And he would just bring things to confirm it to me. And it's going to be different for everybody. But I believe God wants everybody to see. And he wants everybody to hear. You may not be up here talking like I am or like Pastor Daryl does. But every single person can experience God on a deeper, deeper level. And that's what I'm after. Um, I think fear is the biggest thing that keeps people from going down this road. Um, I can't tell you, my sister Carol and I, I can't tell you how many times people say, be careful, y'all are kind of getting out there. And we just smile. <laughs> Because our daddy has us. He has us. You know, I don't have to be careful because, and we'll talk about this. I'm getting ahead of myself. I know the Bible. I know the promises he has for me. And after years of practice, I really know his voice. So when another voice comes into my head, it's like, I know that's not him. And we learn that. And in the meantime, while we're learning, let me give you an example. If you're outside with your child and there's a busy street and they take off for the street, are you just going to sit there and go, man, they should have known better. That was kind of dumb. No. First, you're going to yell. And if they don't stop, you're going to be up quicker than you think you could. And you're going to go grab them. And God's the same way. I mean, he's our good daddy. He does not want us to get hurt, and he is going to protect us. Joanne McFadder, she used to say that relationship with God is like a safety rope around your waist. And if you start off down a road and it's not right, he's just going to bring you right back in. We can trust him. We really can. And the scriptures, Luke 11, 10 through 13, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Does it say some? 
Maybe if you're good enough. No, it says everyone. Now suppose one of you fathers is asked by a son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? If your child asked you for something, would you give him something that would hurt him? No. And God is such a good father. If he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? No. So then if us being evil, we're not always the best. If we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more is God going to give us good gifts? We can trust him. We really can. And then John 10, 3. I don't think Catherine got them all on there. So, okay, that's what I thought. Um, John 10, 3 says, the sheep hear his voice and come to him. Man, I have a good video of this. I'll have to bring sometime. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. After he has gathered his flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they recognize his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't recognize his voice. We're the sheep. He's the shepherd. It's telling us we can count on the fact that we're going to know his voice. John 10, 14, again, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as, and I love this, just as the father knows me and I know the father. Do you think if God calls Jesus up that Jesus isn't going to know that's the father? <laughs> I mean, this is just as. So I think we can know God that way. We can know him so completely that the devil can't fool us. I mean, I believe that. And then there's another one, John 10, 27. I re you know, the Bible never repeats itself for no reason. I think he really wants us to get this. John 10, 27. My sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. No one will snatch them away from me for my father has given them to me. And he is more powerful than anyone else. So no one can take them from me. So if you're afraid to search out spiritual things because you think you're going to be deceived, you're actually putting more faith in the devil being able to deceive you than God to protect you and teach you truth. So I really think we have to make a decision, and I had to make that decision. It's like, do I trust God or don't I? If I don't trust him, why am I here? I mean, really. And if I do trust him, why would I let the enemy steal what he has for me? I'm not going to. We don't have to. I'm trying to stay on track because we're going to do a fun demonstration. So... Um, just having said that stuff, there are some basic things we need to do to foster this in our life. Number one, I'd say spend time with God. You know, you don't know someone unless you spend time with them. You can read about them. You can hear other people talk about them. But until you actually spend time with them, you don't know them. Um, study the Bible. Why is that so important? Because the Bible is the plumb line. It is the standard by which we judge every bit of revelation. So if we never read the Bible, and we that's, that's where we kind of figure out his nature. And if we don't know those things, it's much easier to be deceived. So 
God will take you right where you are. You may not know any of the Bible. That's okay. But you need to read it and you need to get to know God that way. And it's amazing to me as he would start to show me new things, how all of a sudden I would just find it in the Bible. Because I had a lot of questions. I didn't have anyone. I dragged my sister into this because I didn't have anyone to talk to. <laughs> it's like all these things are happening. And, and I knew it was God, but it was just so unfamiliar. And, and so it's like, I got to have someone I can talk to. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how God dragged her in one of these days. So let's see. I'll just give you a quick testimony. Um, Y'all don't, people, none of you guys know me from before. You don't know that I was the most scared, introverted, petrified of speaking in public person you could possibly find. Like if you would have told me I would be up here, I don't know if I could have said yes. God showed me somebody didn't show me this, and I, that's because I was so scared. Um, I'm the person in the back that would rather take a bullet than be up here. Seriously. Um, always had my eye on the door, made sure I had a clear exit. <laughs> if things got too weird, made sure I had a way out. Okay? I wasn't going to get cornered into doing anything. Part of that's because I'm an introvert. Part of it's because I had a lot of hurt in my life, and it all just kind of added up, and I was scared of people, just really scared of people. So if God can change me, he can anybody. He can change anybody. Um, so in 2001, the reason I love prophecy so much is in 2001, I got a prophetic word. And I've been a Christian basically my whole life. I was filled with the Spirit when I was nine years old. But we were, we were always in a church that was just out of a traditional denomination, so nobody really knew anything. And so it was exciting, and it was fun, but nobody really knew anything. So I never learned. Like, I didn't know this stuff. I didn't know the things God had for us or the potential of knowing Him, and I just didn't know that. So in 2001, in... I'll talk about this another time. God just kind of ambushed me, and I got a prophetic word, and it absolutely turned my life upside down. I was in a really bad place. I was really sick, bad marriage. Just everything was as bad as it could get, and I just felt like I was, there was no hope. And that word was like God just tossed out a life raft to me and just... It, it started me on a whole new track in life, totally changed my life. And after that happened, I started going to some local conferences. Some of y'all might know Keith and Janet Miller. They had some uh, Texas Ablaze conferences. And so I went to those and I started helping them some with their book table and everything. And uh, in 2003, they invited me to go to Bulgaria with them on a mission trip. And I was terrified. I mean, the idea of going on a mission trip had never crossed my mind. That's for other people. That wasn't for me. But as soon as he said it to me, it's like when you said, cut your heart. It's like it just went into my heart. 
and I knew I was supposed to go. And later, looking back, I don't know if he really even invited me. I don't know if he was just kind of saying that. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I knew I was supposed to go. And so against everything, I was really sick, so it was unwise to go with all the conditions I had. And we were there for two weeks. But I just said yes to the Lord. And really, my whole testimony, y'all, is just saying yes. Every little thing he put in front of me, I had a choice to make. I could say yes or no. And it's just, my life is just a series of one yes after another. And that's, that's how he's done everything with me. Um, so I didn't think I had a prophetic bone in my body, really didn't. Actually, I took a test. We were at a conference and they did this prophetic test. And out of 30, I think I got two. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, I know that's not me. Well, part of it was my pain and hurt and all of that blocking a lot of what God wanted to do. Also, it was really not a model on a prophetic today. But I was like, okay, I can check that one off. I know that's not me. So I um, had no intention of prophesying or any of that. But when I was shopping, getting ready for the trip, I just started noticing these little things that would catch my eye, like a present. And I like to give presents. I'm a giver. I really enjoy that. And I would think, well, we're going to have interpreters. We're going to be staying in people's houses. I'm going to just buy those little things. And then I just thought, I'll, I'll just buy a little card so I can put their name on it. And I took these little gift bags. And I didn't have much money. My ex-husband wasn't real excited that I was going. He had agreed to it, but I don't think he was too excited. So I couldn't spend a lot of money. But it's just like every time I went somewhere, I would just find these little things. Well, I didn't know what God had up his sleeve. Carol and I like to call him Jehovah Sneaky. So we get there to Bulgaria. And I said, okay, Lord, so just show me who's supposed to get these gifts. So the first night, he, like, just, I knew who it was supposed to go to. And he gave me a word to go with it. Oh, my gosh, I was so scared. <laughs> Here's these, they're all so small. They're about this big. And they're so excited we're there. And, you know, we're the team and we're the people of power for the hour. And I'm petrified. And it's just a little encouraging word. That's all it was. And I was just sweating, thinking, oh, I don't think I can do this. And then I thought, okay, they'll never see me again. <laughs> and seriously, that whole two weeks, that's why I would do it. I would just think, we, we're halfway around the world from each other. They don't speak English. They'll never see me again. So that's why I, I think that, I like to think I would have done it anyway, but I don't know. <laughs> And the amazing thing was every single thing, like that first one, it was just a little encouraging word. And the interpreter told her what it said. And she just almost fell on the floor bawling, crying. And then I never saw her. I think it was a little pin or something. Never saw her without that again. And then the next one, same kind of reaction. And I was so shocked. It was like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's just... I didn't expect that. In fact, I kind of expected them to laugh at me. But every single one touched that person in such an intense way. And it just, 
it was amazing to me. And because I was away from people who knew me, it's like I felt a little more courage to step out. And so sometimes I think God does that. But when I got back to Amarillo, it continued. And he did it the same way at first. I'd be out shopping and I'd see something and I just knew I was supposed to buy it. And I wouldn't know who it was for. I'd think, okay, I can say yes to that. Well, then he would show me and he would give me a word. Well, it was harder because these people knew me. I would run into him again. I went to church with him. And so that was another step up for me. And every time I just kind of got to the point of, well, I can say yes or no. And I would say, what's the worst thing that can happen? So they think I'm stupid. Who cares? I, I did care. But I just decided I care more what God thinks. If he's asking me to do this, I care more what he thinks than what they might think. And the amazing thing was I never, ever gave one to anyone that they laughed at me. <laughs> Nobody ever said, oh, my gosh, you missed it bad. Almost, I mean, tears a lot of the time. It's just amazing to me. And, and they weren't like destiny words. I wasn't prepared for that. But it was just God speaking love to people right at their point of need. He really stretched me with one one time. Um, he had me put it in a wedding bag. <laughs> and I, it was a person I knew a little, but not very well. She's not here. Um, and it really stretched me to put it in that bag and then the word that he gave me. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to trust him and I'm going to do it anyway. And I was, yeah, do it scared. That's our motto, me and Carol, do it scared. <laughs> so I pull it out of the car and she's standing there and she doesn't know what's in the bag. She sees the bag and starts bawling. And it was exactly something God had been talking to her about, the bag, not even what was inside of it. And I almost didn't put it in that bag. I had another bag that it would have fit in, and I almost took it out. And I just, I felt like the Lord said that bag. And so he just proved himself to me over and over again. But it's just, yes, it's anything, y'all. I mean, people don't have to know you're prophesying. You just give them an encouraging word. You, you have no idea. There are times in my life I was at the absolute bottom, and someone could say one little word, and it changed everything for me. And we get to be that. Like, it's our, we get to do that. And it's a privilege. I feel like it's such a privilege to get to do that. And I really hope by the end of these classes that, that you guys are excited about this and are just realize you can trust the Lord and you can do what he says. And, and it's not going to be bad. And even if they do laugh at you, it's okay. Um, I think that's all. I'm just going to kind of unfold this all as we go. I'm just praying every week that the Lord shows me what he wants to do for each week. So I'm going to stop right there. And we're going to do some demonstration. So Carol and Pastor Daryl and Jennifer, we have 
I have three white chairs over there. I thought I'd put y'all right up here. I'm putting them up here. It's, I want, it's hard sometimes not to see out of your peripheral vision. So I think up here. Yes, sir. So in our prophetic rooms, if y'all have never been in there, when you come in, you just sign in, they take you into a room, and you'll walk in, and you'll see three people with their backs turned to you just like that, okay? So we're going to do some demonstration. So I was deciding how to pick who wants to go, and nobody has to do this, y'all. But if you want to, is there anyone from out of town? Anyone that doesn't live in Amarillo? Okay, how about someone that doesn't come to more? You want to do it? Great. Okay, I'm not going to say your name till we're done. Okay, prophetic team, we have a woman. And usually we just, we wait for a minute, we say a little prayer and let the Lord speak to us and then we'll start. The very first thing that I saw, I sat down and it was like I saw an eye. So I just kind of, I was just kind of waiting for the picture to unfold. And it was just like, I just saw one eye and I saw this one eye open and it, it was, it wasn't an old eye, but it was, it was, it was like you knew that there was a lot, a lot, a lot of wisdom. And I'm asking the Lord, what is this eye? Why am I just seeing one eye? And um, he's saying, because she's so close to me that she sees this is, it's like he, he's calling you to a closeness that you can't even see them all. That it's like you're seeing his eye. It's like you're face to face and you're seeing his eye and he wants that relationship with you. He wants you to see the wisdom of the ages from him. It's like, it's like this, this closeness that you never thought was possible. And it's like he wants you so close that you can't possibly see them all because you're that close. And I just feel like he's calling you to a place where it's like you don't even know that you can go there, but he says you can. He's given you permission. And it's like he's calling you into himself. And it's it's almost like even as I'm saying this, I just feel his heartbeat. It's like my heart's beating like his is as you start to realize that he wants you that much. He wants you that close. He wants you. He wants you. He really, really wants you, and he loves you, and he's so excited that you're opening up and you're starting to see who you really are. And I really feel like he's going to begin to pour that out more and more and more. As Carol began to speak about the eye, I um when you when you first sat down I I just got a visual of course I don't know what you look like but 
I just want to say that the Lord gave me a visual, and it's like when she said his eye, or I think she just said an eye, but I, I could see it as his eye and that his eye was on you. And um, first thing I want to say is that he sees you so beautiful, um, I mean really beautiful, inside and out. And um, that's where I wanted to start. In fact, I would say that he also showed me that you're, there's a crossroads. There's a, there's a crossroad. There's actually four different ways to go, and they intersect, and there's right in the center. And um, two of the roads are pretty prominent, and the other two are less traveled. Um, the Lord wants me to say to you that whatever it is that you're launching into and you're not sure which road, um, it may not be the most prominent road. It may be the less traveled road. But I just want to say to you that you will know. He will highlight it to you personally. He wants to do that. Um, he, I think there's something in this about um, he doesn't want this to be just like an obvious choice. He really wants it to be a choice of faith. And then as you choose that road, um, he wants you to just get locked into a, uh, the starting gate and just launch right down that road and not to, <laughs> not to hesitate and not to doubt, because God has you in this. He's really going to highlight it, and it's not going to be any guesswork. Um, so before uh, Pastor Daryl started speaking, the thing that came, kept coming into my mind was that you are in a season of transition, so it's interesting that that's where he kind of went as well. But I, I didn't see it the same as maybe his his vision of it looked, but... It's almost like every time there's been a transition in your life, it's it's almost like emotions or like big defining moments. You know, I don't really know where I'm going to go with this. So obviously um, ask the Lord um, to reveal it or you're probably going to know as I as I speak it out. But like there's just been things that have happened that were maybe out of your control. And so there's been seasons that you've had to like get up and go like quick quickly I felt and um in th this time I feel like the Lord says that you get to be the one to call some of the shots and because you get to be the one that calls the shots um it's not because you know best it's because your heart is steadfast on the king who knows everything and so you know with this transitioning I feel like you're just going to know to a deeper depth um which way to go but even more than that you can't choose the wrong one and sometimes we you know we get caught up trying to figure out the exact precise you know road that we're supposed to take but the lord it just as much as you want to do the right thing he wants to reveal every step of the way his heart towards you not just what what's necessarily straight ahead but what's in every single step that you take because he has so much joy in your yes. He has so much joy in your trust in him. And so don't ever let anybody sway you left or right. Keep your eyes focused on the king. I don't know um, if you have trouble sleeping, but like, you know, it, when you lay your head down tonight, tomorrow, and all the days of your life, I just really feel like it's going to be a strategic time that God is going to lavish some specific things over your heart, that he's going to break off um, any fear and any doubt. But also, like, I, f I don't know if you have kids, but um, fam family, whoever it is, you, 
I think nighttime you might tend to worry a little bit about others because it's the first time you've been able to stop and really like, you know, um, think about the day or think about things um, that are going on around you. And the Lord really is going to, um, he enjoys that time. Uh, but the anxiety that you feel is going to be turned into like strategies and wisdom and understanding. And you're going to sleep like you've never slept before because of it. So Lord, we just thank you. Um, I'm assuming God that, uh, I don't want to. Yeah. Anyway, we just thank you for your daughter. We thank you, Lord, that you just, um, your banner over her life is yes and amen. And we, we thank you, God, that we just get to be a part of, of speaking life into her. In Jesus' name, amen. And what is your name? My name's Donna Williams. Donna Williams from Central Baptist. Okay, you guys, that is such a good example of what prophecy is. You don't, so many people are afraid to come in because they think, oh, they're going to out me on something or, you know, that's not what prophecy is. You know your stuff. We don't need to tell you your stuff. I mean, we all know our stuff. What God does is he gives us a way out of our stuff or answers to questions or just comfort sometimes. Okay. So that's what prophecy should be. I love that. That was so awesome. That was good. Okay, do I have anybody else who wants to that's from, not from more? Okay. Come on up. You can have a seat right there. Okay, you guys have another woman. Father, we just take just a few minutes, Lord, to just come before you and just we intercede for our sister. Lord, speak clearly to, um, we know, Lord, that you want to speak clearly to her. So we ask, God, that everything that we hear and see could be from you. And we ask right now that your spirit would be unhindered in bringing your word to us. Um, we ask that no spirit would be operating here but your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Um, immediately I felt like you have a gift of healing. And even as I was just sitting here as Pastor Dale was praying, it was like, I don't know if you have a, a specific ministry. Um, it's almost like I, I saw people coming to you, um, but it wasn't in the church walls. Um, and that could be your job. It could be anything. But I, I feel like you are going to know what it is that even as I say it, and also beyond that, I feel like the Lord wants you to know that you can step a little deeper off the edge, um, that this is going to be uh, the, the next phase of life that you're entering into is going to be a little bit more um, spontaneous. And because of the spontaneousness of it, the Lord, you're going to know that you know that he is in the midst of every part of it. And... Um, the gift of healing that I've, I felt like you carried, I, I want to, I feel like it has to do with the heart, a tremendous gift of the heart. And it was almost like I can see a, a picture of, you know, a heart and with a slash right through the middle of it. And I feel like 
I don't know if you're a counselor. I, I just really feel like you have a strategic gift that God has put inside of you that's going to be able to put a lot of broken things back together. And so whenever you allow him to um, take it outside the church walls, if you will, I, I've, he's going to increase your ability to hear him, even like we're talking about tonight and in this these Wednesday nights. But you're going to know a deeper voice, a deeper understanding, and a deeper um, just like a quickening in the spirit to say they need healing right now. And that you're going to be able to rest in the Lord and know that he's the one that you know, shows you somebody or says a name and, or you're in Walmart or whatever it looks like, but it's, you're going to see, you're going to see things that you've only like heard other people do because of your obedience to the Lord. Um, it's funny because the thing that I started seeing, first of all, it was like, um, it reminded me of being at a kid's uh, baseball game. It was like um, you're at this game, but you're part of the you're you're part of the team. And it was like I saw you going up the bat, you know, putting one hand over the other till you get to the top. And it just it just the word team really came out. And um, and it's so funny because it's like I feel like the Lord's messing with you just a little bit. He doesn't want you to take yourself too seriously. He loves you so much, but it's it's not all work. You get to you get to have fun. You get to enjoy. <laughs> and I saw honestly, this seems silly, but it was like I saw y'all doing a dizzy bat race, and it was like you were spinning around on the bat, and when you go to run, it was like you fell, but you didn't really fall because he caught you, and it was like everything changed at that moment. <coughs> It's like he caught you and you were completely aware of who you were. And it's like it, this awareness, just all of a sudden, you know, it was, you're, you're still with the group, you're still having fun, but this awareness of who you really are just came over you. And I feel like the Lord is going to bring that to you. He's going he's gonna to reveal himself to you and through you, and he's going to show you. You get, to, you get to walk in who you really are, who you were meant to be. And um, it's a good thing, and it's a fun thing. And I, I feel like there's something, I don't know if you have a group of people around you, but I feel like this is that you, you are going to have a team. It's like you're not going to be uh, out there by yourself. He's, he's put a team around you. He's surrounding you with people. Either he has already or he will. But it's like you have a team of people to hold each other accountable. And you get to walk in who you really are. And it's like he's so excited about that. And it's not all, you know, it's not all you have to be all serious about it. With God, you get to have fun. And I feel like there's a lot of joy that's going along with this. Um, this, it's like this amazing walk you get to go on. It's, it's full of joy. Carol said a couple of things about your identity and who you are. And, um, that's all that the Lord's been speaking to me, um, and showing me since we started this. And that is, I want to, I just want to say over you that you're strong and that you're even the word tough, um, but I could, I could kind of sense that the Lord's wanting to toughen you up a little bit and wanting you to be a little bit, uh, you to believe in your strength. Uh, you may be in a very tight spot at this moment, and you may, you may feel like 
um, you're not tough enough or strong enough. And I just want to say that's not true. In fact, the Lord, the visual part of this that God was showing me is that he has just added layers of protection around you uh, that will make you stronger than you've ever dreamed. Um, and things that used to could hurt you don't hurt you anymore. And so I just want to say to you that you're strong and you're actually tough and um, you're, you're able to go through um, uh, whatever it is in this season. And so... Um, Daryl hit on something. I just felt like I was supposed to tell you that even before he got the mic, um, but I wanted to share the mic, <laughs> um, <laughs> that you were supposed to get up every morning and put your, your, um, armor on and that you're like, even as I, I saw you just putting it on every single piece and God giving you like revelation as to what to pray over every single part. And you might feel stupid doing it, but when he said what he said too, I knew that the Lord, that it's strategy for you for this next season of life. So Lord, we just thank you for your bride and we thank you, Lord, that you're going to continue the work that you've began, and we thank you, Lord, that she's just going to find supernatural joy in it. In Jesus' name, amen. So what's your name? Marlene De Hoyos. Marlene De Hoyos. De Hoyos. We're happy you came. It was awesome. Okay, I wish we had more time. We're out of time, but do you guys see how fun this is? You know, people ask me sometimes, why do you work in the prophetic rooms every week? And we used to do it twice a week. <laughs> and it's because I know how it changed my life, like absolutely changed my life. And every time I get to go in there, I feel like I get to be part of God touching someone else. You know, if someone hadn't taken the time to speak into my life, I don't, I don't even know if I'd be here, y'all. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. And... To get the privilege to speak his words into other people's hearts and help them find that place with him, it's just such a privilege. So this is what prophecy is supposed to be. It's not cursing people. It's not judging people. It's not any of that. It's God showing his great love to other people. So I'd just like to pray for us. Um, just put your hand over your heart. We're going to pray over the eyes of our heart. Father, I just, I thank you so much for this group of people and for the hunger that you're stirring up. I just feel you stirring and stirring and stirring. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray over the eyes of our heart, just like Paul said, and that you would increase our wisdom, increase our knowledge, increase our ability to hear you and to see you and to understand you. And I just pray a hedge of protection over every person in this place, every person that will listen online, however they hear, that you would just put warring angels around them and that the enemy would not be able to steal one word. And Lord, I'm expecting... I'm expecting the eyes of our heart to be enlightened and that we're going to come out of this so much further down the road than we started. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for the privilege of being up here and getting just to share your heart with your people. And I bless them, Lord. Give us a good week. In Jesus' name.